Good morning! Today is November the 14th, the year of our Lord 2023. It is Tuesday, and this is Daybreak Live with the Nesbits. Shazam! Boom! It's time to lift our hearts to Jesus. It's time to break some holy bread. Grab your coffee and your Bible. Hey, good morning, Saints. Good Welcome morning. to Daybreak. It's, uh, you know, it's a Bible study, discipling, online. Larry, Kathy, Laura, Melissa, Bob. I Thank see you. Together, encouraging one another. Ain't, ain't you glad we're saved? This song's called Redeemed.
Amen. Glory, glory, glory. Praise the Lord. Grandpa said that mini guitar sounded good, Joshua. That mini guitar sounds good, he said. Uh, it's Tuesday, so it's about time to start back into Bible study, right? Amen. Well, those uh, those of you that might be out there watching this that consider yourself part of CWOW and want to keep up with what's going on, we have gotten us a new uh, texting number so that you can receive text. And uh, let me get over here to QR codes. And so if you're interested, if you would like to, let me do this. You can, let's see, right there it is. The big one. If you just open your phone and you hover over that, it'll show up a little number. You punch the button, and it'll already have join in the text. You just hit send, and that'll join you to the texting group. Um, and I'm pretty sure that you can stop anytime after that. Now, if you hover more over the little one, it's going to send you to our website, which Church Without Walls Tennessee, CYTN.com website. And, uh, you know, keep a check out on that, too. Uh, and uh, But just wanted to let you know that in case somebody out there wanted to get text. Now, you might say, I get enough text, and I live too far away to come to anything, and I understand that. But we want to make that available to anybody if you want to, uh, because I'll, I'll send out blasts, and now I won't be the only one sending out blasts, but other people will send out some blasts and uh, let you know kind of what's happening right matter of fact sarah you're supposed to send me a text i sent you asked for a text for tonight for your youth group so i can blast that out so uh all right uh so welcome it is good to see you it's good to see your names on here i thank you for being here with us this morning as we uh, just praise the lord together and thank god together in the midst of this uh, wars and rumors of wars, uh, I guess we live a long way from the war, but our hearts are with people, and uh, there's so much uh, there's so much going on in the world. So uh, we got to Friday evening, we got to verse six. We ended with verse six, uh, talking about the wisdom in a multitude of counselors. And so we're starting with verse seven today. so, we're in Proverbs chapter 24, and we're starting with verse 7. One of the things that we really try to do with Church Without Walls is disciple people. Make disciples who then make disciples. That is the model that the Lord set up. Now, this is just one of the ways to try to make disciples. And you say, well, why? I mean, uh, online discipling can kind of be hard, but at least... It's something, amen? Our cultures today, we live in a totally different culture where in the in the biblical culture, you grew up, you stayed in this certain area, you know, and you, you were with those people all the time and you may go out to surrounding areas, but you didn't, it wasn't like today, you know. Even our church houses are, dry, you know, we call it drive-in church. Everybody drives in. We don't live together. You know, we don't live in the same communities often. Uh, and so this is just one way, you know, a discipleship tool for those who want to, to go through verse by verse 
line upon line uh, through scriptures, and we just do a book at a time. It's and a so, daily devotional. A daily devotional. So verse 7 says this. Let me jump over here on the captions. And again, thank you for being here. And Brother Nadim, uh, we're all praying for you, brother. We are praying for you. Okay. Let's go down here and see if I can verse uh, throw verse 7 up on the board. Wisdom is too lofty for a fool. He does not open his mouth in the gate. Wisdom is too lofty for a fool. So the fool thinks wisdom, uh, it is too lofty for me. I, I won't attain it. I don't try to attain it. Uh, and he does not open his mouth in the gate. Now, what in the world could that mean? Well, I remember the first time uh, my eyes were open to this phrase in the gate. And it was actually um, the, the series that Focus on the Family put out called that the world may know, that was led by the historian Ray Vanderlaan. And Ray Vanderlaan, I remember he was talking about, I, it just blew my mind, I didn't realize some of the culture. And this was many years ago when we when we bought this Focus on the Family uh, video series. Uh, I was just a young preacher, and I remember he was teaching about Lot in Sodom and Gomorrah. Now, I knew the text that when the angels went down Lot, you know, the, the text says Lot was sitting in the gate. And I just, you know, I, I never really thought anything about that, you know, they, that they found Lot sitting in the gate at Sodom. Uh, but the historian helped me to understand that I didn't really realize that in that culture and in that day, sitting in the gate meant something. You see, the gate... The gate to a city was where the councils would gather. It's where the elders would make decisions. It's where the courthouse, if you would think of a courthouse in their era, a court in, in, in their time, what a courthouse would be. They would make the judgments. And he was like, uh, this, so this phrase, sitting in the gate, you know, or being in the gate, to sit in the gate means to be in a place of influence. It means to... to have uh, an authoritative role. And it just blew my mind. It was like, oh, that opens up everything. Remember when the angels come in, he's like, you guys, come on, stay in my house. And when all the, the bad guys come, he's like, bring them out that we may know them. And he says, guys, don't be wicked. wicked. And he said, who made you a judge over us? Well, it just opened all that up to me. And I'm like, oh, now I get it. He was kind of sitting he was sitting in the gate means he was one of the uh, kind of rulers of the land. He was trying to stop the people from doing something so perverse and evil. So anyway, wisdom is too lofty for a fool. He does not open his mouth in the gate, meaning he's not given a place of influence and authority uh, because he's foolish and he uh, does not seek wisdom. All right, that proverb. Let's go to the next one. He who plots to do evil will be called a schemer. The devising of foolishness is sin, and the scoffer is an abomination to men. He who plots to do evil will be called a schemer. Well, you know who the big schemer is? I think in Hebrew this literally means a master of mischief. Mischief. Who is the biggest schemer? Anybody? Can you say Satan? Did I hear somebody say Satan? Yeah. Uh-huh. He is, 
he roams about, the scriptures say, like a roaring lion seeking whom he may devour. He is a schemer. He is a plotter. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and, you know, spiritual wickedness in high places. Well, uh, on this earth, in human form too, Satan has his people. Did you know that? Even And you say, oh, that's kind of rough for you to say. Jesus said it. He said, you children of the devil. That's what he said. That's what he said. Child of the devil. You offspring of the evil one. Meaning, not literally. You know, There's some teachers out there that say oh, they were literal offspring of the devil. I, I'm not saying that. But their heart was the same. They, they're spiritual offspring of the devil. Okay, their hearts scheme wickedness. Look at the wickedness in our world right now. Look at the delusion. Well, you know, like that movie when I was a kid, The Wizard of Oz, somebody's behind the curtain. Can I get an amen? Somebody's pulling strings behind the curtain. And I know who it is. Because I know God. I know the Lord Jesus Christ. I know the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit revealed to me that it, there's not just Satan. Now, Satan's not omnipresent. We People give Satan way too much credit. But Satan is not omnipresent like God. He's not everywhere at the same time. He don't have that ability. But he has many, 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 many other fallen angels, demonic principalities and powers who are under his rule that have our schemers just like him. And you know what? It's not just the fallen angels now. It's fallen humans too. Fallen humans too. They devise, they devise foolishness and, you know, they're scoffers. It's an abomination to men. All they do is hurt men. Next verse, verse 10. If you faint in the day of adversity, excuse me, your strength is small. Adversity is going to come. There is no way around adversity, brothers and sisters. You're going to have it in different forms, in different ways. Now, this made me think of the parable of the sower of the seed. Remember that? It's in uh, Matthew 13, if you want to read it. Jesus tells a parable. He said, the kingdom of heaven is like a, a sower who went out to sow seed. So he goes sowing seed, and he says, and some seed fell by the wayside, and here comes the birds of the air, and they eat the seed. Some fell upon stony ground and uh, sprang up. But as soon as the sun came out, it scorched it and it withered away, right? And then others uh, fell, other seed fell in thorny ground. I should have went over and read it. I'm, I'm not pulling it up fast enough. Uh, some fell on thorny ground, weedy ground, and, and, and it comes up, but the thorns and the thistles and the weeds grow up with it and it chokes it and it doesn't bring forth any fruit. And then some falls in the good ground and it brings forth fruit. Now, even though it brings forth fruit, it brings forth some 30, some 60, some 100. So different amounts of fruit, but here's the point. It brings forth fruit. Later, 
they're like, what are you talking about? And he explains this parable and he's like, look, the seed that is sown on the hard path and then here comes the birds, that's the devil. That's the devil. He comes and he plucks the seed. He takes away the seed lest they should believe and be saved. And then there's others that it gets in the rocky ground. As soon as the trial comes, as soon as temptations and trials come, they fall away. And the other has the weeds and the thorns and they, they're they're growing, the seed takes root, but the cares of this world and the riches of this world and the pleasures of this world choke it. Only one in the four became fruitful. That was the last one. Now, we have said many times on this broadcast, guys, true faith isn't a faith that you confess when you're 15 and it's gone when you're 18. That's not real faith. That's that shallow ground faith, okay? That's not real faith, and it will not bring salvation. Real faith is an enduring faith. It's a faith that when the trials come, when the, when the problems come, it endures and it holds on. Now, this says strength is small, I could say faith is small. In the day of adversity, our faith gets tested. Your faith gets tested. My faith gets tested. That is part of living this life. But when you hold on and when you say, I don't understand what's going on in my life right now. And I don't understand why this is happening. But I trust God. And I know Jesus is the Son of God. You understand? If you faint, that's not fainting in the day of adversity. We hold on. We endure unto the end. Endure. We persevere and endure unto the end. I believe in an enduring faith. A persevering, a persevering faith. Doesn't mean we understand everything that's happening. I don't know that we will ever come to the place where we understand everything that's going on. But it is a faith that supersedes our understanding and says, I trust God. I know Jesus is the Son of God. I know He is. I know He rose from the grave. And I have the Holy Spirit. And though I may not understand this, I will not faint. I will hold on through it all. Amen. 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 Okay. The next section we get to, let's see here, verse 11. This is a good one. That's kind of the subtitle I put in today. Uh, deliver those who are drawn toward death and hold back those who are stumbling to the slaughter. Okay? This is a, this is a very, very important proverb here. Deliver those who are drawn toward death, those who are stumbling, those who are tripping up and stumbling toward the slaughter. They're headed for destruction. Do what you can to deliver them. It made me think of the uh, uh, Jude. How many of you thought of the book of Jude, verse 22, where he talks about in preaching and, and you know reaching out. He says, On some have compassion making a difference. Others save with fear pulling them out of the fire, hating even the garment defiled by the flesh. The Lord is the judge of all. God is the king and judge of the universe. 
And he will judge people. He will judge each people, each person individually. But what we are to do, he'll also judge our heart. And we are called to not have a heart that is cold towards those who are stumbling to destruction. Matter of fact, we're called to deliver those. That's why Jesus said, preach the gospel to every creature. That's why he says that. Preach the gospel to every creature. Care about those who are headed to hell. Care about them. Love them enough to tell them the truth. Tell them the truth. A politically correct Christian church is no good. It's not going to help anybody. Telling people, oh, you can just believe whatever you want to believe. It's okay. That That's not love. That's not delivering people from death. Amen? And look, deliver those. Do what you can physically as well. If people are wrongfully accused, I mean, you can, you can look at the Holocaust when the church is sitting idly by while Jews are in train cars going to the gas chambers doing nothing but singing louder, as the, say, as the saying is. Do something. Try to help. Try to do something. Because, yes, they those stumbling, the foolish who are stumbling toward death and their end is destruction, they got to stand before the Lord. But our hearts, we got to stand before the Lord too. And we don't need to have an uncaring disposition toward people who are headed to destruction. Verse 12, this goes with the same thing. If you say, surely we did not know this, is, the, is it true? Here's what he's saying. God's looking at your heart. You don't know? You don't know that they're headed, they're not headed to heaven? You really, you're really going to stand before God and say, oh, I didn't know, you know, I, and I didn't want to hurt their feelings. I mean, surely we did not know this. Does not he who weighs the hearts consider it? You think God doesn't understand what the real reason is we don't speak up to those who are trapped on the road to destruction? He who keeps your soul, does he not know it? And will he not render to each man according to his deeds? Yes, the one stumbling, but also to us. That's why the Great Commission of Jesus, you realize that the Great Commission is throughout the end of every gospel. Teach all nations. Baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe. That means to do all things that I have taught you. Mark. Preach the gospel to every creature. Every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved. But he who doesn't believe will be damned. So at least we get the gospel to them and give them a choice. Luke, thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise again from the dead, that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name among all nations starting in Jerusalem. That's where it started at, Jerusalem. That's why we pray for Jerusalem. Amen. Let's care about people. Let's care about people. Let's care about those who are lost. Amen. Amen. Love you, saints. Love you, saints. Hopefully this Bible study encourages you. 
draw close to God and maybe give you the courage to open your mouth and say that thing that you've been wanting to say to that person in love. Hey, I love you. I love you. Do you know Jesus? Do you know Jesus? Where's your destination? Where are you going after you, after death when you lay down this body? Where are you going? Where's your loved ones going? Amen? And it should compel us to be bold enough to not be ashamed. For we are not, this is, this is uh, the main scripture thrust of Church Without Walls. For we are not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Why? For it is the power of God. This is Romans 1.16. For it is the power of God unto salvation. Ooh. To the Jew first and also to the Greek. It's everybody else. The gospel is the power of God unto salvation. It delivers people from death. Let's get the gospel to them. All right. Love you, saints. Uh, I'll check out your comments here after I get off as I'm uploading this thing to podcast. So I pray that you be blessed. Have a wonderful, blessed day. And uh, let's say the Lord's Prayer and we'll get off here. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen and amen. All right. Love you guys. You be blessed. Lord willing, we'll see you tomorrow. And I guess we will pick up with, where do we get to anyway? <laughs> I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'll see you tomorrow. Bye.